Peace. Good dawning. Good dawning. Um, Brother Antonio, Sister Moksha, I see in the uh, in the chat already. And um, for the rest of you coming in, yeah, Will, again, always that you are uh, well-rested, well-grounded this dawning as well. Well-grounded. But um, definitely well-rested. And uh, peace, unkulunkulu. Thank you, Kashia. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, ooh, burning myself. But yeah, yeah, definitely will that you are, like I said, you got to rest properly. And uh, Nikki Love, precious mom. And based on what we were speaking about yesterday, in terms of um, being able to query yourself a little bit more to kind of flush out some of the um, the wandering thoughts and, you know, some of the, the wandering quest, you know, peace plant OG, you know, and of course, quest is the root of the word question, but you were able to go on the, that personal inquest, you know, peace pad mini 144 and uh, search yourself a little bit yesterday, willfully, willfully you did that, and um, were able to be honest with yourself about some things, you know, and, you know, one of the important things is always, and I've said it before, but I just, it, it, it's important to say it again, Peace Barbara Cruz, is you got to have good counsel around you, you know, good counsel around you, I've said it, I said it recently in a segment, but you know, again, that whole concept of kind of pretending in front of everybody and not having any one person that you can be honest and real with, peace system manure, you know, that also sometimes leads to a whole lot of extra unnecessary uh, mentating, if, if you will, because you just, peace Alicia, you're spending a lot of time, um, you know, I guess we would say, um, just putting up a facade, we'll, we'll say it like that, so. Like I said, not only do I will that you're rested, but you were able to go on the proper inquest and quest, perform the proper inquest, and you have good counsel around you, you know, good counsel around you. Um, don't just try to rely on one person, per se, but if you can be around, you know, several good people, have a, a good circle of friends, especially as they're presented to you. Um, you know, I had spoke about on that day putting up a front in front of people but falling apart in my inbox. You know, and there's so many there's so many things related to that that uh, you know we'll touch upon we'll touch upon a little bit as we we go for a little ride we go for a journey. But like I said, I just will that you rested a little better based on maybe applying some of the techniques that we spoke about yesterday in terms of you know, um, getting that octave up a little bit, you know, before you go into the astral planes, before you slumber, you know, before you, uh, or like we say, take it down for the night, you know, before you take it down, you know, you were able to, and, you know, it's different octaves, you know, eventually you go up so high that you can't hear the note anymore, you know, that's good, Nikki, good, I'm glad, I'm glad, yeah, you know, yeah, apply it. You know, that's the thing, man. You gotta, you gotta apply it. Um, we assume that there's a lot, there's a lot more time 
available to us than there really is a lot of times, unfortunately. All right, so, um, peace, wild girl. Greetings to you. So, um, I had just mentioned earlier that, you know, I will that you're grounded, you know, and um, I want to touch upon that because that's important, right? Because when we're trying to, we're trying to command anything or we're trying to initiate anything or we're trying to launch anything, one of the important things that needs to happen is that we have a stable base to launch from, right? You know, um, whether it's a plane or it's a rocket, you know, when you're launching something of, of significance that's going to go into another sphere from then where it came from, you typically have to launch or step off from something, and what you step off from has to be strong. Well, um, I didn't actually put a title on today's segment. Um, well, I have a title in my mind. I just didn't put it on. Um, trees, right? So, peace, Baba Utu. So to recognize the significance of us as beings that need to be grounded is essential, man. When you're um, when you're trying to no, I saw it and then it disappeared. That's a fairy. I've been sitting here before I started the segment. I was sitting in the same exact spot for at least thirty minutes, going over my emails. Nothing. <laughs> I start talking and then I saw like a glimmer of something. It was the same thing yesterday. You know, when I started talk, doing the segment, the sun came out. And then when I ended the segment, it, it was cloudy again, you know. So uh, we were able to crack crack the, the sky a little bit with some of the things that we were, we were covering. But yeah, um, so on to that. So yeah really recognizing the value of the metaphor of trees i mean or trees period just you know the presence of trees on the planet but we're going to look at it more from a metaphorical maybe even metaphysical perspective and understand that there's so many there's so many um proponents peace peace brother Brahman, within ancient texts within ancient teachings you, you constantly find these trees you know, trees are very prominent and, you know, a lot of times when you're able to do the proper translations on some of these ancient texts, you'll, you'll see that there's no um, discrimination between a tree, a bush and a vine. They're all considered the same thing, you know, just different forms of, of trees, you know, even uh, firewood. And many times when you translate the words, they have cognates of the same thing. So you start to realize the importance of trees. You know, there's trees everywhere. Um, peace, Juanisha. Greetings to you. Yeah, but you start to see and recognize the presence of trees, you know, and so many different teachings and things like that. So I'm going to touch upon that just, just, for, just for a moment. Um, you know, one of the things that... Uh, I know we look at a lot of times and we should look at it a lot of times when we start talking about and dealing with trees, we look at um, fruit, right? You know, that's an important thing. Like what kind of fruit does it bear? And that's a good way or a good measuring stick that we use to determine and understand where a person is at or maybe where their intentions are or 
um, how the effectiveness of, of their work. And sometimes even in our own season, we start looking at the fruit that we bear. Sometimes that's our own children. Sometimes it's the, the, the revenue from a business that we may have. Or sometimes it's just the, the, the emotional and attitudinal effects that we experience inside of our lives. You know, am I happy? Am I sad? Am I depressed all the time? Do I feel lonely? Do I have patience? Am I short-tempered? You know, different things like that. And we recognize that as maybe being fruits of what we're invested in or fruits of our lives. So, you know, um, Peace James got a bucket, you know, so that, that correlation with trees, you know, is, 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 is kind of like never irrelevant. You know what I mean? At any point in your life, you can find something that relates to that concept, whether it's a bush tree or a vine, you know what I mean? And, um, it's, that's why it's used so much, you know, it's this, there's, there's a transcendent spirit there almost when you're dealing with a tree. Like I said yesterday, when we were talking about crossroads, and I said, like, I consider trees to be crossroads, you know, because they do connect roads, you know. Um, they connect them, but they also connect different worlds or partition different worlds, if you will. You know, one of the, 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 symbi- the symbols we get sometimes, um, especially in, in, like, Vedic culture is, You'll see trees planted by water. You even have that in Hebraic culture. And essentially what that represents is there may be a tree. You, you, you may have a stream or a river or a creek, and it's a stream on either side. And what that represents is, is the things that connect us through our character, right? So the stream itself represents the spine and the, you know, that, or, or the energy flow that's going through the spinal column. You see, that's the tree. I'm, I'm sorry, that's that's the, the water, right? And that fluid, that spinal fluid that's going. And then you'll have a tree on either side. Sometimes you'll see it depicted in different paintings. If you go to certain kind of restaurants, especially where you have like, um, where you have Buddhists, you know, you'll sometimes see that concept. You'll see a, a river. You'll see people, you know, peace, peace, Abana. And, you know, you'll see a river and then you you might see, you know, um, trees on on either side or bushes on either side, but that's what that represents. The trees represent nerves, so it's how things branch out. You know, it's how experiences and, and feelings and sensations branch out from that that spinal energy or that that fluid coming down, right? So just to give you an example, sometimes of how trees will represent themselves. Peace, Rosalind. Good day to you too. Thank you. I appreciate that. By the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the concept of trees is like so ever present, if you will. And like I said, sometimes we're struggling with, well, how do I bring good fruit? You know, like how do I bear good fruit? You know, where's my fruit? Like I'm doing this and I'm doing that and certain things aren't happening. And one of the first things to understand, like I said, trees connect sensations together, but a lot of times when it comes to the fruit aspect, we're not paying, we are bearing fruit, but we're not paying attention to the fruit. You know what I mean? And, and, and what I mean by that is that oftentimes we're looking for prosperity. We're looking for fortune. You know, we're looking for power and we're kind of skipping over stages. You know what I mean? Fruit is being bared. A fruit has to be bared. And when you start peace, peace, banning bread, you know, when we start looking at what's actually being produced and brought forth, 
you know, he said, nah, that ain't, that, that ain't, that ain't my situation. This is what I was aiming for. That's what I was aiming for. And sometimes it's our children, <laughs> you know, um, a lot of times you can, well, every time you can look at a person's child and, um, get a sensation of what exactly is going on inside of that person's consciousness, you know, um, it's just like you, you you think about what the tree represents. The tree represents the true the true contrast of consciousness that exists inside of an individual's mentality, right? Um, there's a tree that we all have planted from us. Like when we say, you know, we're bearing fruit or or whatever. Where does that stem from? Well, the fruit begins in the solar plexus. You know, our first tree, it, it springs from our, our center, from out our solar plexus, right? So if you could just imagine, I know it might sound kind of weird, you know, or, or it might be a weird image to you, you know, but your tree doesn't necessarily come from the top of your head. Now, what we're trying to do through our work is we're trying to evolve to the point where the tree is kind of rooting between the solar plexus and the heart and coming from that space and coming outward, right? But when it when it first uh, makes its emergence, we'll say when it first makes its emergence, it's going to come from the solar plexus, and the solar plexus is that that internal sun, but that that our representation of what and who we are, right? So any kind of fruit that's produced is going to be produced from our own sense of personal identity, you know. And some things rot on the vine, and you know, like I said, and, and I wanted to, I want to reiterate. A tree can be a bush, peace, aloe, a tree can be a bush, a tree can be a vine. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be. You don't have to picture like a huge baobab tree coming out the center of your body. It might just be a vine. It might be like a grapevine that comes out of, out of your body. You know, all of these things are um, uh, relative to the concept of a tree. And a lot of times we, we root our personal power or our, our solar space, you know, we rooted in what it is that can be done for us. So when we're communing, sometimes we don't get beyond the heart space because everything for us is what is the divine going to do for me? And, and we don't realize that we're not bearing the fruit that we're, that we would, that would be pleasant to the eye. What, you know, I want to give you something with that too. And a lot of different um, systems, trees. You know, there's a P. Sherelle Cunningham. You know that there's a there's a there's a there's an anthropomorphical anthropomorphic um, aspect of trees that connects itself to not only the consciousness but the aesthetics of humanity because trees are often looked upon as being pleasure pleasurable or delightful or undelightful and you'll see that with in many different systems that a high deity looked at a tree saw that it bear fruit and it was good right so not knowing that it was good because it tasted it but looked at it it was good and it was pleasurable to look at so there's kind of even a, a an external representation or an external projection that a tree represents just like a human you know, so you can look at someone sometimes and get a sense of the fruit, how they're, where they're rooted, how they're rooted and, and how they're, they're, how, how they're bearing fruit. Right. 
So there's like a um, there's a correlation there between um, just being pleasurable, just being delightful to not only be around but delightful to, to look upon. You see, sometimes we're in situations where we're so full of complaints because you know maybe we're in this. This is a common one. I'm in a family and nobody's conscious, and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that, and my family looks at me like I'm crazy, and my friends look at me like I'm crazy, and. I work a particular job and, you know, um, they make fun of me because I eat this way or I dress this way or I talk this way. But we never really say, well, like, man, good thing I'm there. You know, like, I'm, I'm surrounded by people who are, you know, are withering. Their fruit is withering on the vine. They have no connection to the creator. They have no connection to the divine. They, you know, where we're supposed to, the tree, as trees, we're supposed to represent connectedness. Like I said, there may be a stream of spinal fluid between us, represented by a river or a stream, but there's trees planted on either side. So there's a network of connectedness, and these are people whose roots have been cut off. Good thing I'm here to help to restart them and to help to regrow them. But a lot of times, unfortunately, one of the reasons why we're bearing such um, bitter fruit, if you will, is because we're persistently, <laughs> persistently, looking for what the divine can do for us and then looking to see how that bears out in our fruit and that's that's where you get caught up that's where you get messed up you know a lot of times we have that part that part incorrect we have that part wrong it's very rare unfortunately because of the selfishness of people that we actually see what we can do for the divine you know what can we do for the originator what can we do for someone else you know like, you know, um, Sister Moksha and Sister Gashia and Brother Antonio are almost every command of day have to say, hey, hit the like button, right? Because we're constantly in a space where what are you going to do for me? And we don't realize that, that that sense of taking without giving keeps us in a place where we're constantly producing the fruit that we don't want. We don't produce good fruit because we're, no, we're never looking at how can we be a service to the divine? Peace, Cassie Derwin. How you doing? Um, but yeah, we're never looking at how we can serve. We never, we're never looking at how we can input. And that's one of the signs that this is an individual that's cut off from the root. You know, every environment you go into, it's, you know, I, 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 I've had so many instances with people where the only way they knew how to relate to me was to ask me for stuff. You know, I, I remember several situations of explaining that to people, as I do now, and they test it. You know, so like I'll say, you know, look, you know, I don't want to be answering questions all day. Like on my off time, that's not what I'm into. Sitting here just answering your question after question. I had this dream and my kids acting up and this and that and and all right, so I had an experience I think with an Arisha or this and that. How, how do you know your answer is talking to you? And I'm sitting there just trying to maybe eat a meal or something. Like, I'm not interested in doing that all day. You know, um, and you could say that the person that gets silent. I've had this happen so many times. They'll get quiet. And then they'll just start asking you questions again. Because if they're not pulling from you or taking from you, they have no way to interact with you. They have nothing else to say to you. <laughs> now, it's, all, it's, it's always crazy. Um, when you experience that in the in the context of someone who's 
has amorous atten- uh, intentions towards you. You know, um, because <laughs> sometimes people can be blinded by the desire to take from you and not really, they're blinded to the fruit that they're bearing in their life. You know, you could be like, listen, now nah, don't, don't keep sitting here asking me questions. Like, I, it's, stop, you know, um, and they, they don't even hear it. They're blind and deaf to that. And they just, so, but how do we know that such and such and such? still going you know sometimes you may be in an intimate situation and and everyone may not have necessarily dealt with this but you i used to get awoken early in the dawning thinking i was getting awoken for something else and somebody's laying next to me telling me their dream you know what i just had a dream about what do you think that means you see so sometimes people are so um stuck in this vibration of taking and it becomes um, a modality that keeps them cut off. You know, they'll um, they'll message you. And when they message you or they email you or they call you, they don't even see how you're doing. They first just laying what was going on with them. Okay, a squirrel almost just came into my, my, my window. Oh, my goodness. You know, it, or um, my AC just broke down. I can't believe this. Whatever it is, it could be something small, it could be something big. Peace, Mama Marva. But what they're showing is that, of course, they have no intentions of giving or pouring back in, and they just see you as a resource of feeding off of. They're, they're trying to root themselves inside of your solar your solar chakra or your personal power, you see. And um, that's because they've been cut off from the root of the Almighty. They've been cut off from the root of the divine, you know, Um and that's metaphorical. That's representative, rep, representative of losing one's consciousness. You see, um, there is a tree plant inside of us, but it, through nerve endings, it's supposed to be connected to other trees, right? So there's a divine spirit that one has to kind of be um, sensitive to, in that sense, as far as like what the. I'm trying to make sure I'm not my stuff over, you know been knocking a lot of stuff over on camera I guess yeah but anyway um so yeah like I said there's a there's a divine consciousness there that a lot of times people have lost and so they have to kind of um get a hold of the potential of certain ideas and they have to till their ground again and sometimes instead of tilling their ground, they try to just build off from your tree. They try to graft themselves onto your tree of awareness, you see. And, you know, like I said, that tree, or we could even say the tree of life, even one, either one, it's symbolized by that spinal column and those nerve endings, you know, your ability to feel, your, your ability to be, you know, um, compassionate and to kind of serve as an impact for other people if if you will but um it's also it's the idea of allowing you know if if you read my book i think it's mind heart words or might be the compass it's either one of those i wrote those books at the same time so blur and blend um but it's that concept of the I am. And like I said, I, I did a proper breakdown in one of those books. I, it might be my heart words, but 
where we say like, oh, I am the great I am. And a lot of times that's translated in a very simple way. And when you translate it properly, you know, it's I am becoming what I will myself to be. That's actually the full Hebraic translation, right? So when we allow that spirit of I am becoming what I will myself to be, to take control over our spirit, then now we start to bear delightful fruit, a good fruit, you see. But in order to do that, not only does it require a level of submission vulnerability, but it allows, it, it, it. you have to remove what it is that you're aiming for and you're desiring. You have to remove that out of the way, you see. And when you're unable to do that or unwilling to do that, which is probably a better way, you know, peace, Abba Miedo, grand rising to you too. Um, when you're able to do that, then you're able you're, and, and you allow that energy to assume mastery, then you now start developing mastery over your surroundings and your ability to, to produce, right? So just to give you a, a smaller, like I said, we got lower octaves, we got higher octaves. We talked about that yesterday. So to give you a lower octave representation of that, um, that's just like being around good people, right? Just being around good people. Now, when you're around good people and you're around good vibrations, peace, 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 <laughs> Watessa, <laughs> peace, 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 back to you. When you're around good people and good vibrations, and in particular people who you aspire to kind of emulate in some ways based on the great qualities that you see them represent, if you surround yourself with that long enough and you saturate yourself with that long enough, eventually you will start talking like them. You will start behaving like them, which will start to produce other things in your life. Why? Because there's an idea of consciousness sometimes being lost and misplaced um, within ourselves because our trees have been cut off from the root. And there's a there's, our consciousness is protected by the coarser experience of our of our personal sword. Now, what is your personal sword? Your personal sword is your peace labet. Your personal sword is your a good dawning rather is your is your your tongue. Your you know what you use to manifest, to rule and to express the, the the words of the divine, the words of the Most High. That is what you use to protect your tree. You see, so it is through your words that you can. Like I saw someone put in the chat earlier when I was speaking about how. Sometimes you're around people who just are stuck in a take mode because they think you're stuck in give mode. Peace, YG gutter. Um, it's that sword, like someone, it might have been Kashi, I'm not sure, but said, um, no means no, right? So just that simple thing, no, no, you, no, stop, no, 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 I ain't doing that, no, no, no. You know, that's a lot of times why, and I have to say, some of you invite me places sometimes, I'm going to have to keep it real with you. Or sometimes I'm coming through town and people are like, oh, you can come stay at my spot. And I'm like, ah, I'm good. Thank you. But no, thank you. But thank you, though. Peace, Shannon. And it's because I know what you're going to do. You're going to just pull on me all, all day and all night. You know, and especially if I'm traveling through a space to to do service or work for someone else. I don't have the energy to be doing that. And then when I'm supposed to come to a place to rest or to eat or something, now you're going to be pulling on me. So I'd rather just be by myself. You know, um... But that form of, no, nah, it's okay, that's just in a, in a very simplistic way, that's kind of protecting protecting yourself, you know, kind of with that, that sword, if you will. Um, 
or with the word. Now, that's a simple way, right? Now, what's a more complex way? Changing the way you're speaking, changing what you're speaking about, laying hold of um, ideas that allow you to start conditioning your mind a little bit, a little bit better and a little bit more. You know, you recognize that. Come on, why is this ain't light? That every month when you have a, a new moon or an invisible moon, you have a full moon, and you have that experience that there's, there's a potential and there's an opportunity for you to transmutate the perspectives of your mind. You know, you could renew every every single month. That's the whole concept of those passing moon phases. And um, a lot of times we miss out on our opportunity because, again, we're stuck in take mode. But I want this and I want that and I want that and I want that and I want that and I want that. And you don't get good fruit with, with all that. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Nothing is produced from that. You know, um, and sometimes, like I said, we're looking for prosperity. We're looking for fame. You know, sometimes you hear me kind of mention sometimes people who like to borrow um, the things that I share without necessarily saying this is who I borrowed it from. One thing I noticed, with the exception of one person, and she's kind of lost a lot of her steam and she's just rambling about foolishness now. Um, I've never really seen anybody really go too far doing that. You know, you wonder why you, you're stealing stuff and you're putting it back up and you can't get over a certain amount of support, you know, or you're just not really growing and you're not really moving from that space because you're not, you're not coming to the divine and saying, well, what can I do for you? You're not even coming from to the person that you take it from and saying, what can I do for you? You know, um, as opposed to, oh, you do this, I want that. You do that, I want that. You know, or you ever meet somebody, there's something that you know how to do, and you meet someone, and they say, oh, I didn't know you knew how to sew. Oh, I didn't know you knew carpentry. Shoot, I should have you come over and, and do and do my curtains for me. Or shoot, I should have you come over and put that bookshelf together for me, as if you offered to do that. <laughs> you know, so then what starts to happen, because you see the person is so dead bent on taking all the time, what you start to do is start hiding your gifts. You see, yeah, invoice, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I learned to do that myself. I used to keep a clipboard even down in the studio because people would come by or different artists would bring their little girlfriends or whatever and, they, and, and they'd be like, oh, I like that beat. Yo, you need to, yeah, I need to get on that. Yo, I want that beat right there. I need to get on. And I would pull out my clipboard and be like, all right, you, you want this one? Okay, cool. And I'd start writing that. Once you start pulling out clipboards and writing stuff down, people, what is this? A business? <laughs> Peace, Marjorie. You know, they start to act a little bit different, you know, or I run into people at festivals. Oh, chief, let me tell you about what's going on with me. Oh, sure. No problem. Just make an appointment. An appointment. Oh, no, but what I got to tell you is real quick. Yeah, all right, it's cool. Just it's not to make an appointment. It'll take you only half a second. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to you, you have to let people know like my space, my time, my energy is worth something and it's not rooted in fulfilling your desires. That's some disrespectful shite. <laughs> it's really disrespectful. You know, um but we've gone over that so many times. I don't want to keep touching upon that, but you know, running up on people like you don't run up on a doctor and 
start pulling your pants down like doc i got this wart you know right right between my you know my phalanx and <laughs> my phalanx and my and my and my genitals what is this you know what are they going to say make an appointment here's my card the most make an appointment you know um but again it's 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 sometimes is what we allow ourselves to be surrounded by if you will and a lot of times because we won't allow good law and good instruction to flow through us we get stuck in a space where we're constantly in that serpentine space antonio says oh wow you can draw well i need a logo yeah i bet you get a lot of that or i want you to draw a picture of my relative who died on my screen froze up let's see it'll probably come back yeah i figured i figured this live was gonna crash because that's why i was i was kind of hesitant the whole time i was talking because my scheme my screen kept jittering and acting a little funny so I, have, I figured it was going to crash. But we're back. <laughs> back like we never left. But yeah, man, like Antonio says, oh, you can draw. Oh, you could do a logo for me. Peace, me, myself, and I. You know, um, exactly. You know, um, but see, when, you, when you're encountering that, and I want you to understand something that's really important there. Peace, Anna Maria. Um, last week, do you do this type of work? We could even pay you. <laughs> Great example. We could even pay you. Like, you're doing me some kind of favor. <laughs> wow, yeah. That was a, that's a great, that's a great example, Anna Maria. Yeah, that's a great example. That's exactly, that's, that's exactly how it comes. <laughs> Thank you, Kashia, too. Peace, sacred step. Even, <laughs> I'm sorry. Exactly. We could even pay you. <gasps> you could even pay. That's that's like that's like, you know, you you can stay the whole day. You can stay the whole day. I'll be back at five o'clock to get you. I could stay the whole family with, the whole day with my own family. Oh wow! <laughs> you know that's one of them. And yeah, it's, it's 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 almost laughable. Sometimes you're gonna curse people out behind that, but um, yeah, I still get the same thing. Oh, Baba, I'm, I got this group over here. You know, I, I'd like you to come speak to, and I'd like you to come do this. So we got we got a group of boys, and if you could do a rights of passage, and we'll try to figure out some way to get some money together for you. And this and that. Fuck out of here. <laughs> what you think this is? <laughs> like, what, what, what do you think I'm living on? <laughs> so I know that's that's a that's a great example. Like Antonio said, oh, you could draw, you could do my logo for me. Companies pay tens of thousands of dollars, like large large corporations for logos, and at least on at least on the lower end, you're gonna pay a couple hundred dollars. But you know, you look at the Lexus logo or the Toyota logo, that wasn't no five hundred dollar logo. <laughs> you know, it it takes time and creative energy and things like that. But um. A lot of times that has to just do with, like I said, um, people have kind of, they've lost touch with the divine and, they're, and they're, they're focused in that six reality, right? So the six reality is the serpentine reality. Some of you call that the root chakra. So when you fall from the tip, from the branches of the trees, when you fall from the nerve endings and you fall down to the ground and now you're in direct contact with the serpent. See, you wasn't supposed to be in contact with the serpent. You see, um, that's why if you look at certain images, like 
you know, religious images, you see the serpent in the tree, you know, and there's a, there's a direct, there's a direct, um, significance to that because the serpent wasn't really supposed to be allowed to climb up the tree, if you will. Um, and, and the concept there is also that when you are stuck in your ego, you're like a branch that separated yourself from the rest of the tree. Peace, K Boogie. You see? And you're derived from your source. You're derived from, from your supply of life, right? Um, so what happens a lot of times, the branch falls to the ground, and now the branch is being trotted over by the serpent. Well, when we have like a serpentine kind of energy that we're functioning through, then everything is about taking. Everything is about want. You know that that reptilian kind of um, aspect that that we may be functioning through. So peace, peace, Kenneth Thrasher. You know, um, yo, go ask your Bob if he can give me a reading for free. Worst he could say is no. <laughs> yeah, that's another common one. Ask if you can get a reading. For, you know, I mean, I know it sounds mean on some levels. But it's like, you want to just kind of say, like, get your bum ass up away from me. Your bum. <laughs> you know, like, for me, because I, I'm I'm so invested in so many different mediums of art, I've always ex really respected craftsmanship. Anything, whether you're a mechanic, you know, iron worker, you're a carpenter, a painter, you know, anything that... that there's a craft in, involved in it. You know, I know what it takes to get to that point. You know what I mean? Like, you don't just, it's not just spilling off of you here, 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 here. You know, if, if you work in any kind of, even if, even if it's not your, your, your vocation, but if you have any type of craft based skill, you have to work at it. You know? So when people come along and like, Oh, let me just get that. It's, it's extremely disrespectful, but it's a sign of people who are not connected to any divine energy themselves. You see, because when you're connected divine energy through divine energy, that creativity flows through you as as the medium into another medium. You see, so you're constantly getting that flow of that kind of energy. Now, when you're not getting that flow, of that kind of energy, then you don't you don't have a respect for what it takes to even have that flow, to be sensitive to that. You know, some of the things that you have to go through to perfect your craft, not even just in terms of what you're learning, but what you have to allow and restrict within yourself. You know, the, the times that you sat in the dark meditating or, you know, you had to go go far out from where you live because it was so noisy to be able to write that poem, you know, or to be able to draw that picture. And all these different things that you do to allow a divine, sacred experience in that moment and to have that intelligence flow through you while, you know, trying to separate yourself from from ego, which is seeking to cut you off from the source. You know, and then people come along and just say, oh, let me get that. Give me that. Let me get that. Let me, I can't. Well, I can't have this. I can't. Have, come on. I can't have this. You know, and um, you're surrounded by bums who have no connection to the source. So they have no respect for the source of or what it takes to get from from left to right. You know, what I mean, or to cross the to cross the river, as I, I gave the example earlier. Um but like I was saying, you know, that comes from people who are stuck in serpentine mind. That's what that comes from. You know, they, their branches cut off from the tree. They fall into the ground. And now they, they, they're feeding from serpent energy. I got to get this. I got to get that. I got to get that. Why? Because I'm withering. 
So willfully, I can live off of your life. I can I can suck and absorb some life out of you. Just like I said before, you can't look at what I'm doing and use that for your salvation. Oh, chief is doing this and chief is doing that and chief got that going. What do you got going? You know, or I'm or I'm gonna get I'm gonna link up with that new thing and join with that new thing and then I'll be straight. That's another common one. You're not you're not joining a community because you wanna you wanna be in a space where you can do for others, that thought doesn't even come come to your mind at all. It doesn't, <laughs> it's not even a part of your personal philosophy. It's not even a part of your reality where, you know, wow, I'm, I'm, I, that thing that Chief is doing, that Anu Nation thing, I'm going to get in that, man, because, you know, we got to help these babies, we got to help these sisters, we got to help these brothers, man. And I got some tools, I got some a couple of gifts that I have, and I, and I want to share them with people before I die. You know, I want somebody to be able to take advantage of some of these things that I bring and some of these things that I have. Nope. I want to join our new Nate Peace, Ia Alderay, because, you know, Chief be, be dropping it. You Chief be, be dropping some gems. And if I can get in there and I can get closer, closer in that environment, man, and wow, who knows how far I'll be able to go and what I'll be able to do. And he got land and over here and land over there. And I'm going to get with him so he can show me how to get this land. And he talks about stocks and investments. I'm going to get with him so he can show me how to do these stocks and show me how to do these investments. That's some punk shite right there. And for some reason, you think I never see you coming. We see you. We see you a mile away. So when you're in the inbox and you're not getting a response, you're trying to figure out, oh, maybe he didn't get the message. No, I got the message. I got the message. (laughs) So, you know, that's, you're stuck in serpentine space and you have access to the source. Now, I know that's where the the thumbs down are coming. I know that. You always got, you know, people who got, when when you're giving away good positive information that builds a person like this, and people have nothing else better to do but to give a thumbs down, that shows you that their life sucks. Your life sucks. <laughs> Honestly. That's like going to a children's concert. The children are trying to put on a show and you you in the back booing. <laughs> Your life sucks. <laughs> but anyway, I don't mean to laugh like that, but I just picture like grumpy, you know, grumpy people in the back of like a children's concert and just <laughs> what they're singing about, you know, these melanin X, you know, um, but like I said, you know, there's there's a sense of like um, selfhood, and when you when you're looking at at the metaphysical or the mystical, always try to associate the serpentine energy with selfhood, you know, and that's the concept of 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 the self really dying. You know, or the consciousness dying. Like when it talks about if you eat of this this fruit, you will surely die. What it's saying is that when you do this, you're going to go into the place of self. You're going to go into the place of the serpent. And once you go into the place of the serpent, then consciousness is not going to exist there at the same time. The consciousness in them are not there. That's why a lot of times, like I said, if you look into the culture community, there's a lot of selfishness. There's a lot of scamming. Um, there's a lot of I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. You know, um, and yeah, everybody's got a story on this. But I'm sorry, but these comments are kind of funny to me. Uh, I, I know I don't normally read through all the comments, but, you know, Antonio says, yeah, because they feel like they wouldn't have access to that person any other way. They've set up a boundary of an invoice. Yeah. Invoices are powerful. <laughs> 
the Neen Bread says, I had a lady ask me for a card, then immediately said, I'm on a limited income, so pretty much regulated my price from junk. Yeah, people do that. Now, you know, I'm on a budget. You know, then peace as made, then maybe you can't get these services. <laughs> you know, but again, it's people always, you know, and, and, and some people are on a budget, but the bottom line is when you come into a space like that, you got to always look at it like this. Do they approach everyone like that? You know what I mean? When they when they go to the doctor, they go to the lawyer's office. Do they start negotiating? You know what I mean? Do they then they go to a fast fast food restaurant? Do they start negotiating? You know, or or a department store? Do they start negotiating? You know, so that that concept right there, it's it's inherently disrespectful because a lot of times too, people associate black owned or African American owned or Moorish owned with discount. As soon as they see that, this oh, I know you're gonna hook me up. Why don't you hook me up with the rent payment this month? Hook me up, <laughs> you know. Um, and sometimes they feel like they're doing you a favor. Well, I, I came up in here, you know, um, and they may not realize I'd rather you not be here, you know. Because she had said that's why I stopped promoting my readings. People will slide in my DM in the DM with with the whole story and try to manipulate free answers. Woo. You know, set a you know, set a mouthful right there. You know, ooh, I've been talking about that one for years. Dropping your whole dream in my DM, or I say, well, hey, you know, you might want to schedule a reading. Well, I don't think I need a whole reading. I just got one little question for you. Fuck out my face! Like what? Like that's just what I want to do all day. It's running around answering your dumb question and it's always something dumb because it never has anything to do with how somebody else is being helped it's never like listen I, I i'm a teacher and i got this 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 little boy this little girl in my school and i think something's going on with them you know i had a situation the other day a sister reached out to me because another sister kind of um we'll say she's having an, a, an emotional and spiritual crisis and breakdown and and um, she she just messaged me and was like, you know, I got a situation, and she runs her own spiritual house, but she was like, this one is a little, it's a little out there, and I was like, yo, can you get on the phone? I'll speak to her, and I and there was a whole thing with the phone. I was like, yo, go to her house first thing in the morning, and like drive over there, put the phone in front of her so I could talk to her. You know, there wasn't any, yeah, I'm charge you for this or whatever. Now. Before y'all start, oh, well, I'm going to jump in this inbox see if you can talk to my son. I'm not, I don't want to talk to your son. You know, so a lot of times they don't even come at you with, with, it's always something very dumb and very personal. My job, my relationship, or something stupid, you know, um, because they're stuck in serpentine mode. And a lot of times when they're in that hell of the serpent, they're deaf, dumb, they're deaf, dumb, and blind to what they're even doing. Like, they don't even know how they're coming off you know, to you. They they don't even know how, like, yeah, like, why you're avoiding them now. Like, why you're someone that they don't want to, that you don't want to be around. And again, like I said, because when you look at the word consciousness, there's conscience in there. So sometimes we don't do certain things because our conscience tells us, no, nah, that's not the right thing to do. But when you've disconnected from the tree, then now it's like you don't have any sense of conscience. You don't have any sense of, well, I'm going into this maybe this this Moorish owned restaurant and the lady gave me back the wrong change. You know, she gave me back an extra thirty dollars or something like that. You don't have a conscience to say, 
let me let me put that back. That's not right. Because remember when I spoke about that before, like you might be in a in a supermarket and you see something on the floor and that voice says, "Man, go pick that up," and you you like, "Oh man, I ain't even, it's not even my job." I'll go put that back on the hanger properly. I didn't even take it off the hanger wrong, you know. But you 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 become obedient to that voice. But when a person is cut off from that tree, and let's say the tree is a tree of good and evil, right? When they cut themselves from the tree, they have no capacity to discern the mind. So they don't have, you know, and the mind is the higher consciousness. The, the, the brain is the lower setting in consciousness. And the setting is, the, is the, the serpentine consciousness. So they don't have the contrast of discernment, you know, because from the moment that you discern what truth is or you discern what actuality is, you have to be able to discern, discern contrast at the same time. You know what I mean? If if you're stuck in truth but have no recognition of of falsehood, and I have friends like that too who they're gullible. You know what I mean? Anything people put, oh man, this brother's over here breaking this down. This sister's over here breaking this down. Like sometimes they'll send me videos like, yo, this brother's over here breaking this down, and I'll be like, yo, you know he stole that. Like that's such and such as information. He just, you know, that's old. That came out like 30, 40 years ago. That's that's old information. And they don't have the ability to see, you know, falsehood from truth. You, you see, because they're stuck. Or then sometimes on on the converse side, you got a person who only sees the wrong and everything. You know, so they'll come into a certain kind of restaurant or a certain type of business, certain type of experience. Yeah, I'm gonna see if Chief give me a give me a a, a reading. Or or like Antonio said, ask your Baba if he can give me a free reading. The worst he could say is no. Or the worst is now he could be offended that that you even came at him like that, but he won't be offended at me because I'm using you as the proxy. You see, maybe that's the worst that could happen that he's actually offended now, and he and he he doesn't it messes up your relationship because you just you just disrespect him. So so there's there's different spaces sometimes um, that a person can be in, but but when you've taken that space where you've cut yourself off from the tree and you've lost that consciousness if you will when you've lost that consciousness now you die see so immortality or everlasting life is based upon your connection to the vine or your connection the vine not divine your connection to the vine your connection to the bush your connection to the network of trees see that's why again trees are so significant and so many different spiritual stories and spiritual scriptures that we may we may read because they represent that source of the divine. All right. So now there's a there's a piece to this that's important, right? Where that contrast is is um, present. Man, this thing ain't lighting. I must have got it wet. There's a um where we start to dive into and start to explore and start to really get that sense of of contrast, that's through the feminine nature. Now I know a lot of times when we're breaking down our esoterics, we represent positivity as masculinity, which means that the positive energy goes out to to add on, you know, plus, 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 plus. So it goes out, and that's true. But there's a sense of desire and I've shared that before, but I think I only shared it like one time. So it's not something I really stress, but 
Desire is brought into the world through woman, through femininity, because the woman has the desire to produce. So it's through her willingness to produce, desire comes in. Not only does she desire, but she represents a lot of times what is desired. You, you, you know what I mean? Like that's why you hear me say that a woman is is what's desired while a man is what's need because needed. A man is needed to fulfill desire. Now, of course, again, you have the backward school of thoughts that will, you know, tell you that we should eradicate all all men on the planet and you know, um, there was a time when women could produce children by themselves. Although I have never seen a woman do that in my in my life, and I have yet to see a woman stand up and say, "This, yeah, I did that. I produced children without a man." Um, <laughs> again, you gotta. <laughs> some people are just really gullible, and if I know that I'm doing an event and I can sell eighty or ninety more tickets. By, by saying something like that and I have no conscience because I'm a serpent that's been cut off from the tree and I have no conscience yeah, I had, I'm going to say that joint. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say it right, if I have no conscience peace by say um, so the female brings that desire into the space and within ourselves it is our oh, I'm missing some of this stuff it, within ourselves it is our feminine nature that desires for that contrast. So that's why even when you read in like Hebraic stories or in the Torah, it was the woman who was who was first approached. And there's a whole nother reason for that, but she was first approached, peace Kenneth Williams, and she went and she ate, gave to the man, and he saw it was good. He ate. Saw. See, visual is so important, the aesthetics, right? Um just like light was created and Yahweh saw it was good saw you know the ability to be delightful goes a long way right um, now the concept there though is it's through the the feminine nature in all of us that we explore each side of that tree the dark and the light or, or some of you might say good and evil right it's fine if you want to use good and evil or whatever. But the feminine nature in us has an affection towards that. See, that's why a lot of times as a man, we don't realize sometimes our, our job and our duty is to protect the home from from evil, right? Now, it's not just you, you got your gun and you make sure the door is locked and you got the, the, the windows are locked in the house, but it's because, truthfully, women don't have the same level of, of moral straightness, the straightened spine that a man does, you know, and she'll let evil into the home. She'll let good into the home indifferently. And a lot of times it's to explore it. Right. And sometimes this is misinterpreted, you know, like, Oh, the woman herself is, you know, she's, she's the wickedness. And it's not, it's not that it's, we all have that feminine nature inside of us. And what it is, is it's the affection that exists inside of woman that causes her to adhere to evil or causes her to adhere to good. That's why the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said the majority of his work is with the woman because she has more of the devil in her. Right now, you got to understand what's being said, because sometimes we use certain terms. And as much as we try to say that we woke and we this and that, we do really still I ain't going to say we, because I'm not going to claim that. <laughs> People 
do still process all of their teachings through a, Christ, a Judeo-Christian Christ, Christian background or perspective. So if I say Satan, they, they immediately think about what they learned in church. If I say Christ, it goes to they, They're not really, or if I say evil, or if I say, and they'll say like, no, I'm woke, I'm woke, I'm woke, but they're still using those terms because you could tell even when they do metaphysical or, or videos and documentaries, they'll still talk about the satanic Illuminati and stuff like They're still using those terms or this celebrity, that celebrity is a devil worshiper. They're still stuck on those terms, right? So I don't know how stuck you are on those terms. Hopefully not too much. You know, hopefully over the course of listening to the things I've been teaching over all these years, you've been able to unstuck, you know, get unstuck from some of those concepts that have nothing to do with the truth. But um, her sense of affection, you know, you've heard me talk about this before. Sometimes the warmth of a woman has been the greatest downfall of a community. Why? Because she'll allow things to persist out of her sense for wanting to nurture and take care of things. You know, a killer could come into the community, but the killer's hungry and hasn't had a meal in days. Oh, come on, baby, sit down. Let me make you something to eat. Now you make it, you're making that killer strong enough to go out and kill again. You know, we see that in the community all the time. This one's active. This one, you know, I just want my son to come home from jail. He got double life. You know, he went, he went into that school and shot up 10 people and everything. But, you know, I just want him to come home because he's really a good boy. He's really, he, he's a good boy. He used to just sit and watch TV, and he used to like to watch, you know, uh, science fiction and everything, and he used to come to church with me, you know. Um, so that's that concept there um, of the woman, and it's not a, it's not a problem. You just have to understand it, you know, because it's through the woman that you experience contrast. So it's not something that you necessarily want to eradicate or suppress. Now, we know in certain societies, it's been suppressed. And the only thing that comes from that is sickness. You know, that that level of toxicity, it creates feminine toxicity. You know, she's going to cling to different things. And, and you know, you'll understand treating everyone like John Val Jones. Yeah, I don't know who John Val Jones is. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Alderay says, women lack the spirit of discernment without a covering. Right. She lacks discernment towards what's best for her, but she doesn't lack discernment of contrast. That's why a lot of females have that one friend that's just a wicked Jezebel. A lot of them have that, right? And as much as she'll shake her head like, oh, you crazy, she loves listening to her stories. What you do this week? Like, it's like, it's good times. It's Walona. Hey, Walona, how's it going? Ooh, let me tell you about the date I had, Flo. You know, Florida's, I mean, Walona was like with a different dude every weekend. Like, we got a word for that, you know? Now, we all love Walona. You know what I mean? Everybody, she was she was cool. She was always dressed fly. For those of y'all remember that, that era, she was fly. You know what I mean? She was dressed fly all the time. At one point, she even had her own business, you know what I mean? And she was just funny and soulful and all that and had all that energy. But every weekend, she was with a different dude. And Florida would just sit up there drinking her coffee, you know what I mean? Her little dirty kitchen and like, mm, oh, oh, mm, mm, mm. Meanwhile, she had a husband. And she was so stuck in, in 
righteousness or self-righteousness that she kept them in the hood. She kept them in the projects with her nonsense. So that's a whole nother, another thing, you know, because uh, I would have went with that traveling preacher. <laughs> when the traveling preacher came to the house and he was like, yeah, I'll pay you, James. I'll pay you things like $600 a week or $1,000 a week. Man, listen, James out there washing them cars and getting fired every three days and laid off. And listen, <laughs> but uh, I guess that's the same thing I've been talking against, right? <laughs> Scamming. But um, man, it's just a TV show. So what I'm saying is that um, John Val Jones is an ex-criminal character from a play, Les Miserables. Oh, okay. I didn't recognize the name. Yeah, I've, I've actually read that play. One priest took him and he became reformed through the act of kindness. Yeah, yeah, he was wild. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He went into the um, the monastery. Well, he, he hid in there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I don't know why I didn't remember the. I didn't remember the reference. But um, yeah. So you know, that's really what I wanted to speak about, man. It's it's the the trees that we that we represent and we bring into our life. And sometimes we don't understand that the tree itself or us as trees, we represent a, a linkage between heaven and earth. And when you're that linkage between heaven and earth, you're the linkage between the formless and the formed, you know? So we're forming certain fruit in our lives based on what's been, I don't want to say formed, but let's what's been um, established or inducted inside of that formless space. And again, sometimes we're not bearing fruit or the fruit that we're bearing is not really the fruit that we want. And we're trying to skip over the fruit that we're bearing. And sometimes you might talk to me and I'll ask questions and you get frustrated, you know, because you're bearing certain fruit. And I'll say, well, what about this? What about that? What about that? And you don't want to look at your, you don't want to look at what you did. Well, I just want this, you know, um, The important thing to understand is that you want to bear good fruit. Good fruit is good food, right? And there's a pleasantness that, like I said, is associated with the idea of good. You know, whether we're looking upon light and it's good, whether we're looking upon the fruit and it's good and we we ingest it. And the thing about that is that we're known by how we present ourselves to be good or otherwise, right? And sometimes we lose sight of that. You know, you recognize a policy agent by the uniform that they wear, right? Um, you you represent, I mean, I'm sorry, you recognize someone's certain culture, maybe their religious um, devotion sometimes by the uniform that they wear. The uniform that we wear, we wear is our habits and our, and our habits give evidence and credence to our culture. You know, so we sometimes want to ignore our habits <laughs> or we want to ignore our fruit. And as a result, we confuse people because what happens when that, you know, if you're not thinking about ever doing for anybody else, then you're not concerned about how you recognize. You see what I'm saying? If, if I was up here and presenting myself like the average disconnected individual, then when someone who needs help from a person like me, they wouldn't know to come to me. And I might be, I might be like, you should be able to see my light. You should see my light. But it's, it's, if I'm walking around in blindness because I've been disconnected and I, then light does nothing but hurt my eyes. So I'm walking around with sunglasses on all day, you know? So our habits that we choose and our behavior is what shows certain things. You know, like I said, look for what you can do for other people. 
start there. You want to bear good fruit, and I'm and I'm not saying this to trick you into into being a good person. You know what I mean? Peace, Alex. You know, um, I'm not trying to trick you into being a good person, but I'm telling you a hike, a hack. You want a spiritual hack? You want to start bearing good fruit in your life? Do good for others. And not on some silent, esoteric way. Don't don't be a don't be a clown. Like, well, you know, like you know how you go through something sometimes and you run into somebody and they'll be like, I'm praying for you. What does that mean? You praying for me. Like, I didn't even know you prayed. First of all, that's news to me. When when do you pray? <laughs> you know, I never seen you pray. And then on top of that, like, are you asking if there's anything you can actually do? You know, um, <laughs> I had a friend of mine laugh at me recently. Um, he, he um, another another good friend of our, he transitioned, and um, I, I'm I wasn't able to make it to the space that they were at, but I but well not in the, in the amount of time for the actual big part of the service. So I I had reached out to him and I called. I said, look, man. I said, yo, it's crazy what happened. I said, look, um, I said I said you need some help. And he's like, nah, I'm good. I was like, nah, I don't mean like emotional help, man. I ain't talking about no hug. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to hug you. But I'm saying like, I can come set up some chairs. I said, you need any chairs set up? You need like, um, you need like anybody to handle the, you know, the food situation, like at the wake. You need me to pick up any out of town relatives from the airport. You know, I'm like that. I'm talking about that kind of help. You know what I mean? Like, do you need some logistical kind of, you know, feet on the ground type of help? You know what I mean? I ain't, you know, as far as the emotional thing, we could, we could rap or whatever, but we do that another time, you know, but he started laughing. <laughs> he was just like, yo, you ain't, you ain't never changed. You know what I mean? And, um, cause like I always say, like, I'm like a stormy weather friend. They can't get me for nothing else. You know what I mean? Like, yo, we having a, a such and such party or we got tickets to the so-and-so. Nah, 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 nah. I can't do it. I, I, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. But when there's a tragedy, like I'm always they know he's the first one that will be here. He'll be here early. He's the last one to leave, <laughs> you know. Um, but in between, I got things to do, man. That's more important than your baby shower or whatever. I ain't, I don't really, <laughs> whatever, you know. So he was just laughing and, um, you know, I, I ended up hooking up some rides for him, you know, um, for some things that need to happen. But, you know, I'm just giving that as an example, even though he, he was laughing, but at the same time, um, that's the spiritual hack. You want to be a good fruit, then good, good, do real good things, and not just. Oh, that's why I'm trying to get the free reading from you. You know what I mean? Because I want to be able to help my people. No, you don't. You, you piece of crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't trying to help nobody. You know. Um, and that that heart, like I say, you got to come with that. But a hack, just try it out. Try to start doing good things for for other people, and don't immediately look for for something. You know, fruit takes a minute to grow, you know, and look at it like a bank you're depositing in, you know, um, and just close your eyes and don't look at the balance. Just keep depositing, you know, and see what happens, because in that moment now you're slowly reconnecting your roots back, peace, Marine, back to the tree that you've been connected to, disconnected from, excuse me, for so long. Let me go back up. I didn't see everything pop up on the, the thing. Um Alex says, peace, chief, would you consider Satan female, Satan female energy, depression, and sadness? 
No, I wouldn't necessarily consider that. Um, I don't. I don't consider. Well, I'm trying to understand. We say say say. I don't want to be saying satanic female energy to be depression and sadness. Um, I wouldn't consider depression and sadness to be satanic per se, and I wouldn't consider it to be feminine. I mean, it is feminine, but not necessarily satanic. And it's only because you're dealing with dark. So when you're going in the dark, yeah, you're, you're dealing with um, the feminine energy. But depression in particular, which is much different than sadness, depression comes from that disconnect. Is when you're no longer allowing the soul to master over your spirit. So that that particular disconnect that you feel, that now is it, that's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing when you when you can still feel, but it's telling you like, hey, we're, something's off here. We're not we're not eating from the source anymore. You know, because a lot of times what happens is depression. So you could be sad because something happened, but when you're depressed, you can't figure out what happened or why you're, you're depressed. That's the whole challenge with depression is that you can't really put a finger on it. You know, and that's because you can't put a finger on the soul. You can't put a finger on something that you never really kind of did. You know what I mean? So if the soul is kind of leading you in a certain a certain space and saying, hey, let's go here, let's go over there, and your spirit is saying, no, nah, I want to do that and go over here, then you don't really know why the soul wants you to go there. The soul wants you to go there because you can't really fathom those ways. So now depression will come in because you can't, because you can't fix it. You can't just do this. You can't just do that. The only thing that repairs it is realigning with the soul again. You see, and sometimes that's difficult because we want that control. You know, we want to be able to say, well, I'll just do this or I'll just get, if I could just get this or just get that or get this money, I'd be good. That would break this depression, you know, or if I could just get out more, I need to get out and be around people more and I won't be depressed anymore. And that, none of that has anything to do with it, you know, so it's a feminine thing only because it's unknown, you know, but not, it's not female per se, but it represents that magnetic kind of energy. Sadness is a bit different, though, because, you know, um, sadness, I, I would just take that out of the question, to be honest with you, because I could watch a movie and, and I can feel sad, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm anywhere near depression, you know, but it just triggered maybe that that particular um, emotion or that feeling based on something that I already had emotion about. Maybe I might watch a movie and somebody's dog gets ran over and as a child, I had my dog ran over, hit by a car. So now I have a feeling of sadness based on a residual emotion. But it's 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 very transient, and it really just marks the flow of spirit. You know, um, whether it's sadness or it's happiness, it's really just a flow. Peace, Brittany. I didn't see y'all. I'm sorry, I'm missing people. Peace, Maureen. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I would just say that in 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 terms of that. Oh, and plus, Alex, you asked a question yesterday. You were supposed to put it in the comments. I don't think you did. I think you asked about the mezuzah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no problem, Alex. You're welcome. Um, I think you asked about the mezuzah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that, I think, I don't know if you asked my opinion or whatever. It's good. <laughs> That's my opinion. It's good. Um... I don't really remember the, the, the question per se, but, um, and for anyone who, who not a, doesn't know what the Matuza is, uh, when you typically go to, um, 
Hebraic households, you'll see um, sometimes uh, sometimes they're made out of wood, sometimes they're made out of metal, typically metal, and it looks like a little scroll, and it's crooked on purpose. It's right on like the door jam, jam usually around like the door frame, and all all of this is, is essentially it's a it's a it's a um, like a reminder. Um, o Yisrael, you are one, you know, um, or or arise, O Yisrael, and know that you are one, you know. So it's kind of like a a commandment, and it's it's left crooked. They put it crooked because it represents being able to kind of as you pass by it every day, you're evolving and you're changing and you're moving, you know. So is it a good thing? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good, you know. It's always good to to be reminded of the promises of the vision. When you and you're coming and and you're going, you know. Um, I actually came into contact with that years ago um, when I was really young, and my family had bought a home, and um, we had one on the doorpost. We had bought it from some uh, people who claimed that particular um, heritage, um, and you know, at first we weren't, we really didn't know what it was. <laughs> Oh, no, actually, my pops didn't know what it was, but I didn't know, like, the, the science behind it, per se. You know, but we kept it on there. You know, it was very, very fitting, very interesting, you know. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, it's a good thing. You know what I mean? You could put one on your doorpost. It's, yeah, it's a good thing, if that's what you're, what you're looking to do. You know what I mean? But, um, so, like I said, man, we got to really focus on our linkage between heaven and heaven and earth if you will and understand that the life principle comes as a result of of those linkages and that those rivers or streams in our lives that perceive seems like it separates the trees from each other which it doesn't because the networks of roots run right underneath the river you know it's 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 the same thing as the nerves that are on either side of our spine you know, and there has to be a connection. You know, if you look at either side of the river as dark or light or good or evil or left or right, you know, um, there's still a part of the same spinal experience or the, or the same spinal reality, you know. But you can't command anything, I'm telling you, until you make sure that you're connected to the source and most importantly, that you're you're giving. You know, you got to pay attention and be honest about the fruit that you bear. And I know that's not always a comfortable thing to do because we're trying to skip the fruit and, and get over to prosperity. But if, if, we're, if, we're, if we're bearing with it, ugly, and like I said, is it, is it pleasant to the eye? Um, is the fruit that we're bearing ugly? Is our life ugly? Then if so, then that, you know, create ain't in that. <laughs> if, if it's not pleasant to behold the creator probably is not in that so you know that's one of the gifts that we get to be able to kind of look at the aesthetics of things to see what, what actually was happening here you know what, what's actually going on you know um, but you can't command anything if you don't have the authority of that of that absolute life connection you know and that absolute life connection comes through your, your willingness to allow that spinal fluid or that, that water fluid or that conscious fluid to run and flow through your different nerves, you know. Um, and I know a lot of times, like I said, we stuck in serpentine mode where everything is not only about what I want, but it's about what I'm going to do, you know. And like I said, in the culture community, you get a lot of that bragging. I'm this, I'm that, I could do this, I could do that, I could do that. But ain't nobody really doing anything, 
You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Ain't really nothing impressive really happening like that. You know, you know what I'm saying? To the point that you'd be like, okay, yeah, you you might be able to spit some information, but a computer can spit some information. Like that's not really important. You know, I mean, not not important, but that's not. It shouldn't be, but so impressive. You know, but like, yeah, aloaie exactly. Bringing peace to a person's life is giving. Can you bring peace to a person's life, right? And bringing peace is bringing a mirror. That's what. That's how you bring peace to a person's life. Bring them to the water. Bring them to the mirror because peace is the identity. Can Can you help a person discover identity in the face of the Creator? You see, now the way you do that is again through the words of the Creator, through the flaming sword. The flaming sword is not only how you protect your consciousness, but you protect you protect the consciousness of your family. That's why you have the matsuta on the wall. I mean, on on the on the door jam. So you, you're letting the world know this is what it is. This this is the the word that we're working through. This is the promise that we're working through. You know, so I just want to. Make sure that you understand that too, because bringing peace to a person's life isn't just baking them pies and giving them foot rubs. You know, um, not that you're saying that, but that's for anybody listening. You know, bringing peace to a person's life is bringing the divinity with you wherever you go. Whether it's your job, you know, whether it's at the gym, you know, whether it's um, in your home, wherever it's at, you have to bring the divinity with you. That's what brings peace, because that's what brings identity this is who i am anything outside of this doesn't matter peace miss cindy jones just like i've taught before with our new people history doesn't matter if it's not the history as it relates to, to the creator's people if you ain't talking about the creator's people what does it even matter what does the historical journey of of someone matter if it's not the historical journey of the creator's people you leave that part out, then what are we what are we actually studying? What are we talking about? What's the significance here? It gives you a, a better sense of what should actually be taught in school. Because again, if I can if I can start understanding the creators people, and I can start even to some degree religiousizing their customs, habits, and traditions, then I'll start talking and being about them. You see? Or being like them. Now I've told you this before that religions are particularly are usually created by studying a group of people who have something that another group of people would like to be able to manifest themselves. They eat this way, they marry this way, they they use this particular language, they dress this way. Now if we can do all these different things that we're worshiping inside of these people, then we can take a hold of the same promises that they've been able to take a hold of. So you would think that that would be the first thing that's taught in school. But wait a minute, it is taught in some schools. I'm not going to say which ones. But there are chosen people. There are creators people. And their languages and their customs and their writing is taught in certain schools. And those people have not necessarily been able to take hold of the promises, but they've been able to take hold of the steps that you can experience and explore before the promise. Some of the prosperity and some of the wealth and things like that. So, you can bring that into your space. You could, if you if you really care to. But if you're still stuck in serpentine mode, nothing that I said even makes sense today. <laughs> That's why I say sometimes you have some people who don't have a relationship with the divine and don't even care to. They're not even, they don't feel, they don't feel convicted about that. 
you could talk about rituals and spells all day. They with you. We could do this and we could put that in that and we could put that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's mix some of this. Let's do that. You say, well, you know what? Let's be forgiving. Let's be compassionate. Let's spread the teachings that are changing and healing our lives. Ooh, how about that one? Ooh, how about that one? Go to my profiles. You see hashtag our new man. I'll let you know this is where I got it from. This is who I am. Not trying to make anybody feel guilty. Alderay says that's why you have to choose a culture for yourself or else won't be get will be given to you. Yeah. Solutions for dysfunctional family relationships. You have to choose a culture, you know. But um is the divine really moving through you, or do you just like a bunch of esoteric information and claim yourself to be a warlock or claim yourself to be a witch, which is so goddamn corny. Grow up. <laughs> like, grow up. This ain't Harry Potter. Grow the hell up. Because even if you are a witch or you are a warlock, where do you think you got that from? Who can gave it to you? <laughs> you know, that's why somebody said, I think it was Kenneth Williams, you know, bringing peace doesn't just mean giving gifts. Right. It means bringing and giving identity. Right? But sometimes we get we get too obsessed over gifts. You see? We all have gifts. We all have the ability to do certain magical and energetic things. We all have that. That's But we were given that. But sometimes we get caught up in the gift and we think that the gift is what gives us identity. The gift is not what gives you identity. The giver of the gift is what gives you identity. And you're going to meet some people along this way who you're going to confuse who they are and what they are in this journey because you're looking at their gifts. But there's never any reference or there's never any pointing to the actual giver of the gift. That should tell you something right there. That's a, that's a serpent. You're looking at a serpent. Now you go back in history and you look at who was called the serpent people. And I know I know you're taught to, when you see serpent, think Kundalini. There's, there's more in the world than Kundalini. You know, you have to, you have to study history. <laughs> it was the serpent people. There was a certain people. We're not talking about David Icke and the reptilians either. You know, but, you know, those who are stuck in that place of selfhood, you know, um, will never see. I received this from something. Wow. Let me let me glorify and praise that. So how does that translate later? Somebody taking information and not crediting where they got it from. Right. Wouldn't that be a wouldn't that be a smaller, lower octave form of doing that? That lets you know who and what that person is. Right there. I know who you are right now. I, I know who your father is. Right there. Just from you doing that. Alright. So we got to connect to the true, the true tree. And understand that. The unity of the tree actually is our thought center. And I know that sounds crazy. Because if the unity of the tree is the interconnectedness of all things that are connected to the source. Then how could that actually be a center? Right? That's kind of scary if you think about it. So you mean my thoughts are spread out throughout the cosmos and my thoughts should be centered on everything that's in existence? Yeah, that should be the center of your thought. That should, should be where your thought springs from. Your thought should spring from everything. That is divine. That's the center. It's not just here or you know in, in a place that you can localize. If you can localize your thoughts, then that means you're trapped. You know? 
thoughts live inside of different things. Thoughts are spirits, spirits are thoughts, and spirits can possess different things, and they can embody certain things, and then they can go on to the other thing and stuff like that, you know, so there's no centralization of spirit. There's not, you know, one jar that we can go to somewhere in the cosmos, wall, wall, and we just like close it up, and now there's no more spirit. It doesn't work that way. And the same thing with thoughts, you know. Um, so the striving, what we try to do is not to centralize our thoughts on the mind, which is the serpentine energy, but centralize, centralize our thoughts on the roots of the tree. You see? Then we'll share thought, and then we'll be able to move as a unified organism. All right. So that's the substance for today. I know it's a little bit more... Um, esoteric but you know i'm still keeping things light you know and i know <laughs> like alex say he's, he was a beast in 2014 you know <laughs> there's a um i saw a heather short i think in the chat let me see i was lighting up my stuff my unlightable non-flammable incense but um i almost wanted to greet that person Heather Smart. Greetings, Heather Smart. Um, being a beast, just so you know, is is understanding contrast and understanding the ebb and flow. It's not always just hitting people with nah. I could I could go read an encyclopedia right now, memorize a couple pages, and just spit them out to you. Be like, oh my god, yo, he's beast. No, I'm just reading the encyclopedia. <laughs> You know, um, I had a real short, there's a brother I used to spar with years ago, very excellent fighter, excellent fighter. And he used to teach me a lot about control, you know, um, because he was such a good fighter. A lot of times when we would spar, I would, um, I'd lose my nerve, you know what I mean? And when you lose your nerve, you start doing wild stuff, you know, so I would be, hitting harder than I really wanted to hit or just throwing punches that I didn't need to throw or throwing kicks I didn't need to, to, to throw because just trying to keep them up <laughs> trying to keep them up off me and uh, you know his whole thing was control and you know he used to he used to grab my heart sometimes because um, he would do this thing and he, the first time we fought he did something and um, it just kind of it put me in a meditative state. You know, we, we're, we're sparring and we, we're throwing punches, we're throwing kicks. And he kicked me on the side of my head. And it was just like someone just kissed me. It was like... <laughs> and that scared the crap out of me. I was like... Because... And for you, those who may not understand, some of you might who fought before, but there's a certain kind of control in being able to hit somewhere, someone where you want when you want and how you want that's a that's a totally different level you know anybody can haul off and hit somebody in the face or kick somebody real hard in the stomach or something like that but when you can you're in the middle of the heat and you're going at it and you're throwing shots and someone just goes there's a there's that's a totally that's a whole different level of control and at that time in my fighting, we're going many years back. I didn't have that kind of control. I I, I was fast and I hit hard. That's 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 about all I had at that time. So to 
to get those soft aspects. He understood the soft aspects of fighting, which I didn't even know existed at that point. Um, it took my heart. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, that means he literally can do whatever he wants to me right now. Like, he can do anything he wants. Like, I'm just basically at his mercy, mercy right now, right? So, you know, I learned years of training with him because we train. We used to fight a lot. You know, um, I got, you know, I got, I got much better at that. But my point is, that's that's a beast. <laughs> that's a beast. He hit hard too. Don't get me wrong. He 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 he, he can hit, man. He hit hard. He made me see stars a couple of times. You know, um, <laughs> but um, that's the thing. It's like when you learn that ebb and flow of the dark and the light. You know, when you earn that, learn that ebb and flow of the hard and the soft, that's when you truly, you know, um, become ferocious, you know, and kind of look at that and think about that. You know, when I see uh, certain people, people who proclaim to be speakers, but they never know how to connect with the people or like you see them in interviews and they're constantly trying to talk over the interviewer to get out this deep point that they consider to be deep. You know, you see someone who doesn't really have any real source power. You know, because sometimes it's, you know, you're thinking about how you might offend people in what you're saying or, you know, and I don't mean offend them like, you know, because now we live in a hypersensitive time where people are not really offended. They just feel like they should be offended. You know, um, I had a talk like that recently with somebody who was saying that the things I was saying was um, mo mophobic, you know. Because I asked a question and they're like, well, even that question, I was like, get the fuck out of here. It's not homophobic, like, because I'm asking a question. Like, I'm not, and plus I ain't scared of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll smack the shit out of you. <laughs> you know, so it's not homophobic, you know, because I, and I, and I asked a question about um, being touched. I said, you know, would, would you, would you um, say that, you know, it was a talk about biology, like some people are born a certain way. And then some people are turned a certain way. And that person didn't want to acknowledge people who were turned out. And I, I was saying, well, there's some people, who they wake up in their 30s and 40s and realize, like, this is not how I want to live. I, ne- I was never given a choice, if you will. And that was the example that I was giving. And they didn't. And they said, well, that that idea itself is mophobic, right? Um, so I don't mean that kind of like offending people because that that's just stupid <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's just some some that's some agenda lay stuff and you using terms that you don't understand because like i said i ain't i ain't scared of it. like you know so that's and i had to break down the word i was like nah it's an unrational fear like i'm not fearful of that it, if i was i wouldn't ask a question i wouldn't i would be afraid to approach the truth of it you know um so I'm speaking about the, the the true source power that you have when you're able to consider who you're speaking to. Um, like I said, consider how things need to be delivered and you're in complete control regardless of the chaos that's around you. That's peace. You know, so even though there's chaos and you, you hear that, you hear them punches throwing around you and them kicks are coming and you could just see, hmm, I'm going to kiss the side of his ear with my foot. Ah. <laughs> That's power, you know, and up until that point, I had not experienced that, you know, that was scary to me, 
you know, and you'll find that even in these environments with people who have such rule and command of their mouth that they don't have to say five million things, you know, or they don't have to do a six hour live to say something profound. You know, they could talk for five minutes and ooh, or for one minute, you know, and, and give you what, what it is that um, will feed you and re and reconnect those branches together. You see? So today, you know, I give you homework every day. <laughs> I want you to kind of pay attention to as you're doing your self-inquiry that I spoke to you about yesterday. I want you to pay attention to your connection to the branches, your connection to the trees. Are you connected to the other good trees? Or are you some withered branch that's on the ground focused on a selfhood? You know, and meanwhile, while you're withering, have you disconnected from your consciousness in that sense? Or have you, are you reconnected or have you stayed connected? And, and are you making sure that your tongue, your sword is, is sharp, you know, um, light as a feather, hard as a rock, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yep. That's what that science was. That's what that science was. You know, when you're young, sometimes, it, it, you know, you got so much energy and you got a lot of bravado. And um, like I said, there's certain things that I, I have to do different now because I don't have as much chi as I used to have. When you're younger, you got a you got a you got a lot of chi, so you punch someone, you send them across the room, just so, because of muscle, <laughs> just off of the strength of, of you know your muscularity or whatever. And then as you you get older, you learn how to generate your own flame, you learn how to generate your own strength. So, you know, um, I might not chamber from all the way back here and give you everything when it throw my, my hips into it, I might just you know, come from an inch and send you across the room that's because I'm pulling from that chi when I'm, when I'm giving you that one inch so you, you learn that over time you know, you learn, you learn how to utilize the beautiful forces that are um, available to you and, and the sources that are there that you can receive from and you can get back into you know because the trees when they when it when when the green leaves come on the trees you know and that photosynthesis synthesis comes it gives information back down to the root you know so as you're pulling up you also send it, it's bi-directional you know when you're truly connected think about what you may have done great for someone you know good dawning india hunt all right you know what time it is <laughs> Line up. No. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's time to it's time to make a move. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm getting some portfolio updates. <laughs> Microsoft ain't doing crap, man. You know, Microsoft been doing me dirty. But um yeah, you're more than welcome, Antonio, for the wisdom. My flaws are my friends. I, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good way to put it, you know. Um, that's a good way to, that's the good way to put it. Um, there's a thing that uh, George Clinton used to say, uh, uh, some of my best friends are jokes, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, and I know there was a more, there was a dirtier version too of that. But yeah, man, you know, you, you, you learn to... Um, inquest yourself honestly about some of those flaws what's some of the things that i honestly can look at you know we did a, a short exercise like that yesterday in the solutions for dysfunctional family relationships call 
And it was a little hesitation at first. And one of the questions that came up was, what are some of the things that you can do that you can improve within yourself to make you more desirable as a mate? And there was some hesitation to be like, what? <laughs> How could I have anything to fix? You know? And then people were able to kind of, you know, kind of, kind of get through it a little bit. But yeah, being able to look at self, and that's only that's only available to you when you're when you're in contrast. You need that contrast, and that's that feminine affection. That's why feminine affection is so important. It helps to to fuel and stimulate desire, and desire does lead to suffering. It's such a tricky balance. It's such a tricky balance. When you desire, you suffer. That's what sometimes people burn with longing. Oh, I want you so bad, you know. And and it's that that suffering that that comes as a result. But it's through that that you learn the contrast of good and evil and light and dark. You know what I mean? Through that that feminine affection that we uh, all should have inside of us, and we all do. We all got it. Yeah. All right. It's time for you to make for me to make some moves, and I got too many to make today. Today is um. It's jam packed up until early evening, I think, which is cool. So by early evening, I'll be able to kind of, you know, do some things I want to do. You know what I mean? But I'm jam packed up until early evening. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you you got the topic, Mama Marva. I know this one is kind of a tricky one, picturing yourself as a tree. You know, but like I said, there's an ebb and flow. You got, you know, you go with the movements, you know, and with these commanded days, I've been trying to keep them, uh, not trying to, but I vow to keep them light. And I know some people, they're like, ah, oh, chief, I like when you're breaking, you're breaking that down. Yeah, you like it. Don't be selfish. <laughs> there's children who listen, you know, you know, so there's, and I, I don't know, and I mean biological children, but even spiritual children who just came into this and, you know, me breaking down deep concepts all the time, man, that may not be as helpful to them. So you have to you have to give different kind of if, if you're maintaining a garden, you know, everything ain't going to be hot peppers. You know, I mean, it's got to be some cucumbers in there as well, man. It's got to be some you might have some spicy mustard greens in your garden, but grow some lettuce, too. You know, what I mean, so there's got to be some variety so everybody can 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 come and eat. And then we can. But nonetheless, we all eating off the same soil. We all eating together. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so don't worry. I, I, don't worry. I still got it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't forget all that stuff that I taught. You know what I mean? I still got it. Don't worry. You know, it's still it's still here. It didn't go anywhere. You know, um, but, uh, you know, you got to feed different people at different times, different ways. All right? And early in the dawning, I don't, I don't you know, I want to give you, uh, like James Garabaki says, soul food. Yeah, soul food. There's times where I'm going to give you food, you know, um, to feed your spirit and soul. And there's other times the food is to enhance um, your, your mental state. You know, it's different things that, that are going to come forth. All right, everyone. So be well today. Be safe. Love somebody. Inspire somebody. Protect somebody. And um, see the fruit that comes as a result. All right, everyone. Peace, 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 peace. And Alderay's dropping it. She always drops it the last minute. I'm going to say that, then I'm out. Those Anu ministry discussions assist one in realizing that he slash she may not be in alignment as one may believe. However, the doing may and allowing self to be vulnerable is where we awaken to real power. All right. Peace. <laughs>